0: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
1: Also as part of Cain's punishment, it says he was to be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. Now a vagabond is someone who has no home. A fugitive is someone who is running from home. A pilgrim is someone who is heading to home. Those of us who have trusted Jesus Christ are are pilgrims, the Bible says. We are headed Home. We're on our way home to heaven.
0: Signs about runaways are plastered everywhere. It is sad to think that the people in the pictures can't or maybe won't return home. The Bible tells us that as Christians, we are pilgrims. We are heading home to be with Jesus Christ. In today's message, Pastor Dan describes the punishment for Cain in the Bible. He was condemned to living as a vagabond, a man without a home. Isn't that a terrible thought? It would be awful to be in his position. Choose now to follow Christ and always have a home. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 4 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
1: Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And look at at what God says here about Cain's sin. In verse 7, he says, and if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. By the way, this is the first time the word sin appears in the Bible. And, and, and remember, this is, this is the first person born in the world after Adam and Eve are created. You know, this is just, just the first generation here. And here he talks about sin. He says, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you. And God describes Cain's sin as, as like a wild animal waiting to, to pounce and devour Cain. And when God says its desire is for you, that, mean, that means sin wants to rule over you. Sin wants to control you. Sin wants to dominate you. And that's still true today. Our sin nature wants to control us. Our sin nature wants to rule over us and dominate us. But the cross of Jesus Christ breaks the power and dominion of sin. Over our lives. And it sets us free. Listen to this verse out of Romans chapter 6 verse 6. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ. So that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. Amen to that. Because of the cross. We are no longer slaves to our sin. We no longer are dominated. With a life of sin. Our sin no longer controls us. We've been set free from the power of sin. The dominance of sin. So now that brings us to verse 8, where we have the first human death in history and the first murder in history. You know, for, for Adam and Eve, you think about them. They, they, their hope is in their son Cain, that this is the one... That God has sent the seed of the woman to deliver us. To restore back to us everything we lost. And their their hope was in Cain. And he he turns out to be a murderer. And he murders their other son. Their second son. Verse 8 begins by saying. Now Cain talked with Abel his his brother. And the wording here in, in Hebrew it means that. That Cain lured his brother out into the field, away from the public eye. If you have, uh, I think the NIV, the New Living Translation, you, you get kind of a sense of that in the way that those translations are worded. So he, he talks to his brother to convince his brother to go out into the field with him. So this is a premeditated murder. This isn't just that you know uh, Cain was was emotional or or lost control of his anger and unintentionally killed his brother this this was planned Cain was angry that his offering was rejected and his anger grew into envy for his brother because Abel's offering was accepted by God and Cain became envious of his brother and angry with his brother and got to the point where he wanted to kill his brother. He was so envious of him. You know, anger is a very powerful emotion. Envy is a very powerful uh, emotion. And it can lead to very dangerous behavior, even leading to murder. That's why the Apostle Paul tells us, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't, Don't let a single day pass Where you're harboring this anger or this envy or this bitterness or this resentment in your heart. Don't let the sun go down. Deal with it immediately. In in other words, don't don't give it an opportunity to take root in your heart. Be quick to confess your anger to God. Be quick to confess your envy to God. Be be quick to forgive God others and be reconciled with them if possible some relationships you really can't be reconciled with the person because of just a lot of reasons but be quick to forgive them even if you can't be reconciled to them do everything you can to deal with your anger deal with your envy deal with your bitterness that that's the sin nature that God was warning Cain about, that it was crouching at the door, waiting to, ready to dominate you. This envy, this bitterness, it's right there, it's ready to dominate your life. The longer you wait to deal with it, the harder it will become to overcome it. It will get rooted in your heart, It'll be difficult to pull it out and remove it. So Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Again, we have the first murder in all of human history. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? And the Lord asked Cain, where is Abel, your brother? And of course, God knew the answer to this question. He was asking Cain to give Cain the opportunity to confess his sin. He was giving Cain the opportunity to get it in the light and confess his sins. God God is always giving us opportunities to confess our sin. Giving us opportunities to get get our sin into the light the Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and he's just to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us of all of our unrighteousness. And he presents Cain here with an opportunity to do that. Look at Cain's answer in verse 9. He said, I don't know. That's the first lie in the Bible. I don't know. Am I my brother's Keeper. This is the first human lie in the Bible, I should say. First lie, of course, was by Satan in the garden when he said, You will not surely die. So this is the first human lie. So Cain was a murderer, and Cain was a liar. You no, know, Jesus said the children of the devil are murderers and liars because Satan was a murderer and liar from the beginning. Cain was a child of the devil because he was a murderer. And a liar. This is also the first human question asked in the Bible. Am I my brother's keeper? He says, I, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Can you hear the tone of defiance in Cain's answer, his question, his 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 insolence toward God? It, it's, it's like Cain was saying to God. I don't answer to you. I don't answer to you. There's there's a defiant tone in the way that Cain is speaking to God. I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? You know, for those of you that are parents, you wouldn't let your child speak to you like that, would you? You would say, Excuse me, <laughs> who are you speaking to like that? And so Cain has this, this defiance in his answer. This insolence in his answer. In verse 10, God said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you a fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on the earth. Now, remember, Cain was a farmer, but as part of his punishment now, remember, God gave him the opportunity to confess his sin. He passed it up, and he's defiant in the face of God here. I don't know. Why are you asking me? I don't have to answer you. I'm My brother's keeper. And so now, as part of his punishment he loses his green thumb, so to speak, here. The ground will no longer yield crops for him. Uh, no matter how hard he works, it's not going it's, it's to produce anything. You know, the Bible says that the way of the transgressor is hard. You know, when you, when you transgress against the Lord, it's, it's an act of defiance. It's when God makes a line and says don't cross this line and we defiantly cross the line it's a transgression the way of the transgressor is hard it just leads to a hard life and difficulty in life life became hard for cain because of his transgression and his defiance We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Also, as part of Cain's punishment, it says he was to be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. Now, a vagabond is someone who has no home. A fugitive is someone who is running from home. A pilgrim is someone who is heading to home. Those of us who have trusted Jesus Christ are are pilgrims, the Bible says. We are headed home. We're on our way home to heaven. Our hearts, the Bible says, are set on pilgrimage. Our hearts are set on home. And each day, we're one day closer to getting home. Because of his choices, Cain... Was not a pilgrim. He's not headed home. He's a vagabond and a fugitive. He, he's, he's running from home. He has no home down on the earth. He's just wandering the earth. He's alienated from his family. Uh, he, he never feels at home. He never feels at peace. He has no destination that he's heading to. He's, he's just wandering through life. What Cain has done through his defiance... Of the Lord is He has created for Himself a pretty intolerable life. Pretty intolerable life. And I think that this describes what life is like for many people who choose to just defy God and go their own way, go the way of Cain. It leads to a hard life and an intolerable life in many ways. In contrast, Jesus Christ gives you a home, he gives you a family, he gives you peace, he gives you direction for your life, and ultimately he gives you a destination. You're going to heaven. Now, notice Cain's response in verse 13 to this consequence. And Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. And it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. It's ironic that Cain is worried about getting killed here, considering he's, he's a murderer. His response here says a lot about Cain. Cain was only concerned with the severity of his punishment and how it would affect his life. There's no hint that he felt guilt over his actions. He didn't say, my guilt is too much for me to bear. He didn't say, my sin is too much for me to bear. What can I do about my sin? How can I get relieved from the guilt and the shame I feel over my sin? No, he said, my punishment is more than I can bear. In other words, Cain does not regret his actions. He regrets the consequences to his actions and he's not willing to repent, he's not willing to turn to God for forgiveness, and for a remedy, and for a way out of this. This is the way of Cain. This is the way of Cain. Someone who just defies God, shakes their fist at God, is angry with God, goes their own way, and they're angry about the consequences of their choice. They resent the consequences they've brought on their own lives. You, you probably know people who have made a mess of their life Uh, they've, they've burned all their bridges, they've made a mess of their family, and they hate the consequences of their choice, and maybe they're miserable in their circumstances, but they're not willing to humbly turn to God and ask God to forgive them. They're not willing to call upon the name of the Lord for salvation. No matter how miserable their life is, They're still going to defy. Still go their own way. That was Cain. That was Cain. That's the way of Cain. Now look at verse 15. And so the Lord said to Cain, Therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. Now, uh, this this verse tells us that there were other people in existence on the earth, which prompts the question, well, where are these other people? Who are these people that he's worried about that will kill him? I mean, at this point, isn't there just Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel? He killed Abel, so who's going to kill Cain? Well, over in chapter 5, verse 4, we're told that Adam and Eve had many other sons and daughters. And so Adam and Eve had other children. Those children had children and so on. And so there's, there's other people on the earth. And Cain is concerned that someone will kill him as he's now a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. And so what God does now in verse 15 is God places a mark on Cain to protect him. Now, we aren't sure what exactly this mark was that God placed on Cain. There's a lot of conjecture out there in the commentaries about what this mark was. We we don't know if it was some kind of visible mark, you know, like, do not kill, written on his head, I don't know, Uh, or if it was an invisible mark of some kind. It just says God put a mark on Cain. There are occasions elsewhere in the Bible where God places a mark on a person or on people. We see it in the book of Ezekiel. Uh, We see it in Revelation chapter 7 with the 144,000 Jews. God placed his mark on their foreheads during the tribulation. God will place his mark on their foreheads during the tribulation period. Whatever this was, whatever kind of mark it was, God placed his protective seal on Cain so that no one would harm him. Now you might be thinking, why would God do this? Cain's a murderer. Cain's a liar. Cain's defying God. Cain's insolent. Why would God... Spare a murderer like, like Cain. The reason is, listen, is because God is merciful and God is gracious. That's just who he is. That's just his, his nature. And, and you know what? In his mercy, God did not give us what we deserve. And by his grace, God gives us what we don't deserve. Because he's merciful and he's gracious. And by the way, this wasn't the end of the story for Cain. It's not that Cain got away with murder. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die and then comes the judgment. Cain will die. And Cain will stand before God. And God will be his judge. God will have the final word. With every person. So that brings us down to verse 16. It says, Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. Now that indicates that the Lord was still in the Garden of Eden. That he was still in a geographic location on the earth. Cain leaves from from there. Remember they're outside the garden. He leaves out from the presence. He goes out from the presence of the Lord. Now watch what he does. Verse 16. And he dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. Now, we'll get to it next week as we continue this study. But God told Cain that he would wander The earth as a vagabond and as a fugitive. So, what did Cain do? He goes out from the presence of God. He goes to an area known as Nod, and we're going to see next week he's going to build a city there. He's going to build a city. It's just another act of defiance against God. God says, I'm going to be a wanderer, I'm going to be a fugitive. I'm going to wander the earth. No, I'm not. I'm going to build a city. See, this is the way of Cain. This is the way of Cain. Cain defies God over and over. He's not willing to come under God's authority. He's not willing to obey God in any way. It's just one act of defiance against God after another. This is the way of Cain. This is the way of Cain's family. This is his legacy. You see it in his descendants. Just this this act of defiance. Instead of submitting to God, obeying God, walking in His ways, honoring God, and doing things the way God wants us to do.
2: He asked me how I know, and I said, truer than the finest
0: crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton as he teaches verse by verse through the book of Genesis. This Old Testament book of history and the start of what God created teaches you much about God's plan for the future. We hope you'll continue to tune in for Pastor Dan's studies. If you ever have any questions about what you've heard or would like someone to pray with, would you give us a call? You can reach us by calling 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. You can also fill out the prayer request form at calvaryec.com. Just click on the Connect tab to access. it. We'd love to meet you in person, too. If you're in Columbia, Maryland, please join us this weekend for worship and studying Scripture together at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. There will be time to meet your brothers and sisters in Christ, too, and to spend time in prayer. We look forward to sharing this time of worship together with you. You'll find service times and directions at our website, calvaryec.com. While you're there, be sure to check out additional teachings from the Bible. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Once more, that's calvaryec.com. That's all we have time for today. There's much more to gain through this study through the book of Genesis. So be sure to join us next time on Ring of Truth. I see
2: the signs and I recognize